You are listening to Just Another Podcast. Contact us directly at Just Another Podcast Live at gmail.com. So, welcome to a, a special edition of Just Another Podcast. I'm Sir. your boy, Daryl. And I'm your boy, Will. I am excited. As you can see, we, we are together. Uh, <laughs> You want to tell them what the, the special occasion is? Well, yeah, you know, some slight. Um, but as you know, we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now. Um, this past Monday, I defended my dissertation, and not only did I pass, I was blessed enough from the uh, the man upstairs to pass with distinction. So I'm very excited. You know, my brother came up to celebrate with me this weekend. You know, it's just you know, we're, we're, I'm just in a really good place, man. Let's get this man a hand of applause. Appreciate, appreciate you. You know, I try. This, this dude, he, he changed that doctor in his Instagram bio <laughs> before he had to to refresh it. <laughs> this dude ain't playing no games. Listen, I've been waiting four years for this, man. Listen, I was trying to be a doctor like you, man. Hey, That's all it was. I feel that. So tell tell the people how you feel about the Instagram likes. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So you know, I appreciate the likes. I appreciate the love. But I find it so interesting that we celebrate when we see like big moments, you know, like a graduation or a child being born or just any event, like we celebrate those, but we don't celebrate the endeavors of our friends, right? Like we can post a clip from this uh, show right now and we'll probably get five likes. Maybe, maybe four. You right. Maybe, maybe about three and a half. And somebody might like it, they unlike it. And so I think it's, it's it's interesting because, like, you know, we talked before about supporting one another and supporting businesses, right? And how we should um, – oh, we have a, a, we, a special cocktail. Appreciate you. From, from, uh, from my executive assistant, thank you. Um, but, you know, we often talk about how we support one another, but are we really supporting one another? Because – and I think you guys were talking about this in your other podcast when you stated that we'll be quick to go on a celebrity's um, IG page or somebody that we watch and they'll be doing some stupid like twerking or like just playing around and we'd be liking it, commenting it. Mm-hmm. But when it actually comes to somebody that you know personally, it's like it's like pulling teeth trying to get some um, attention. Right. And, and the crazy thing about it is it's a thin line because a lot of people say it's just a like, mm-hmm. right? But it's more than that. It is. It's right? support. When you, when you think about people who are, especially people who are using social media mm-hmm. as platforms mm-hmm. to, to share their business and to grow their business, those likes mean a lot. Exactly. Right? If a, you got, I mean, you got to think, we got two, three, four thousand friends on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. If a hundred people liked our picture, exactly. as soon as we posted it, it would change the way the algorithm looks at it. Right? Abs- absolutely. Um. So, by no means are we saying we're trying to force people to like, but if there are people in your life that you really support, mm-hmm. prove it. Show them. It's free. And it takes no effort. None. And that's the thing. It takes zero. It takes nothing for me to pick up my phone and be like, hmm, double click, right? Like, my phone is still blowing up off this uh, graduation picture that um, the good brothers at uh, Optical Illusions, for all your photography needs, please look, uh, uh, reach out to Optical Illusions. You know, got me right today, right? And I, my phone is blowing up. I'm getting congrats. I'm getting, you know, bro, you did it today in the third. But I just posted a, just another podcast uh, <laughs> video the other day, and I think I might have had 22 likes. Bro, and it's crazy because you think like, oh, man, my, my, my people don't engage with me on social media. I remember when I got engaged, I know the photo had to have at least 1,200 likes. Mm. I said, well, where are all these people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm out trying to grow a whole business. And y'all can't seem to mm-hmm. just show me a little bit of love. A little bit of love. And so that's another thing, right? Like, so as y'all know, my son, cutest baby in the world, best baby in the world. I post a picture of Ashton, bro, within within the hour, it has at least 150 likes. And I'm talking about doing something stupid, like just staring or just laughing. And it's 150 likes. And I get it. Like, babies are cute. People love babies. I love my baby. I think he's the best baby in the world. But look at this picture, y'all. I took this picture earlier today. He's so cute, ain't he? Mm, that's my boy. Hopefully the camera's focusing on that. I love that kid, y'all. But it's like, let's support one another, right? So one thing that we talked about a couple of weeks back was having business showers, right? Right. right. And so it's this concept that, you know, when somebody has a baby or um, somebody, even a housewarming, yeah. we come, we bring gifts, we bring different things. But what about when somebody starts a business? What about when somebody opens up an LLC? What about somebody just starts off a hobby that could turn into something? It's like, instead of even encouraging them, it's like, I mean, you sure you really want to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, that ain't a consistent check. That ain't, you know, the money ain't really there. It's like we do everything in our power to discourage them on why they should do it. But when it's something that has no relevance, something that doesn't really have much passion, it's like, oh, yeah, girl, go ahead now. That's real. And show up for your friends, man. Like, you you will be surprised. There are a few people, like we kind of talked about, the leaves and the, 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 uh, the branches, branches and the roots. Mm-hmm. There are a few people that you will find in your life who can be that support system and be roots in your life. Absolutely. And like, you have to be invested. Absolutely. Like friendship is definitely not one-sided. No. And I think that's where a lot of people get it messed up is I've seen situations where people have people who are invested in their mm-hmm. lives and they spend their time talking about how aggravating the person is. Exactly. And, and the people they chase them won't get them two seconds. I'm attention. talking about, and you know, like I'm going to take, I'm going to take a personal, um, Time to share the story, right? So I found out on, what's today, the 10th? Mm-hmm. I found out on the 26th that my dissertation got accepted, that, you know, I, um, and I had the chance, and by the 29th, I had my, de- my date uh, set, and my um, wife and I decided, you know, oh, let's throw a little celebration. I text Daryl, I was like, yo, bro, I know you're probably busy. And for those of you who don't uh, don't know, T- Daryl has about five full-time jobs. Um, and so this man is always working. And I don't know specifically his weekends. Like, those are the optical illusion days. So I was like, bro, this is no pressure. If you're free, you know, I would love for you to come up, right? And literally in less than 24 hours, this man sends me a text with a, um, a screenshot of his flight information. He was like, me and my uh, partner will be up there, right? Like, that's... That like when when we talk about like the people that are there for you in your lives, those are the people that are there, there for you in your lives. My cousin Kyle, he's up here. I called him. I was like, "Yo, bro, we're doing an event. Um, I know you're probably busy." He was like, "Say less, right?" And so it's one of those situations that you know when you have those people that are not only important but impactful in your life, like cherish those relationships. Treat those relationships like you would like a property, right? Like an investment property, like like build into those um, relationships. That's a good way to look at it because friendships are investments. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you think about like friendships, it's something that any relationship that you are continually putting in and you should be able to, in a healthy relationship, expect to get something out. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people, I think Sebastian... Sebastian, you good? Or did somebody knock? <laughs> oh. Hey, Kyle, can you check the door? 
Matter of fact, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Hey, you bitch. <laughs> Move. Oh, I thought, because I remember Ashley said something about the food coming. Oh, okay. All right. So we are back. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. Um, but we're just saying, man, really take take heed. Because we, we talk a lot about the people in your life, mm-hmm. the people in your circle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we tend to neglect the people in our lives that bring us the most value. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it might not even be that you need to make space for new people. It might not need. It might not be that you need to cut off people. Mm-hmm. It might be that you're literally God has literally given you the people, mm-hmm. but you haven't made the energy or put in the time to invest in them. I'll give you one better. Not only don't we invest in the people that invest the most in us, we go out of our way to try to like invest or show love to people that like we are second thought to. Bro, I, I can tell you, and I no disrespect the Beehive. Mm. Hold on now, be careful. I don't want to. Please don't cancel us, y'all. <laughs> yeah, but there are millions of people. Beyonce does not care about you. Would give the shirt off their back, but they got friends who are entrepreneurs. They got friends who are real estate agents. Mm. Friends who are selling t-shirts. Friends who are doing all kind of stuff, and they won't even like their picture. Selling t-shirts. So about two? No, I think it was about three years ago in 2018. Um, the Under Run Tour um, 2 was out, right? So uh, for those of you who don't know, um, and she'll probably kill me talking about the Beehive like this, but when I tell y'all my wife Ashley might be um, on the leadership board of the Beehive, she is in love with Beyonce. I mean, you say one bad thing about Beyonce, she might cut you. And so, you know, uh, back then, you know, brother wasn't really doing as well as he is now. But, you know, I got a, a few funds, bought us tickets to the, um, to the concert, right? Phenomenal concert, Daryl. Do you know how much those um, the crop top, um, the yellow joints, the yellow joints hoodies is going for? How much? Five hundred dollars. Why were they sold out in the first hour they were out? Bro, that just made me sick. I'm talking about the same hoodie you got. This is cut half the material. Cut, cut half the material off. Threw on the little beehive thing and sold it for five hundred dollars, and it was sold out in the first hour. Bro. But you won't go, but you won't go spend twenty dollars to buy your homeboy's uh, shirt that you know they've been grinding for, bro. That, and that's the crazy thing about it is it's not we saying don't support Beyonce. Mm, no, we're that's not, not what saying, we're saying that. Beyonce, saying, please don't cancel us. If you willing mm-hmm. to buy a five hundred dollar hoodie mm-hmm. for Beyonce, mm-hmm. when when Keisha come out with a shirt, mm-hmm. let's try to support. Man. Yeah, man, because it helps the community. It does. Like we're, I know you know, I know you know a lot more about this, mm-hmm. but how they talk about how money circulates more in mm-hmm. other communities, mm-hmm. and like we got to do something to get our money circulating a little bit more. You know what that that has me thinking of, like uh, conversely though. What's that? Celebration. What you mean? So we were just, um, um, so I live in uh, Philadelphia. For those of you who don't know, this is my home. And so um, we decided as one of the things, again, talk about like just good friends, right? Daryl runs a business. Daryl gets paid to do this. Like he is a professional photographer. And so, you know, we went on campus, took a few pictures. And as we were leaving, he was like, oh, we should go down uh, by City Hall and take a picture. And y'all, I cannot make this stuff up. Daryl, what happened when we went downtown? Bro, it was like a parade. 
We couldn't even. He couldn't even focus on the picture because people were blowing the horn. And I'm, I'm actually, I took a couple clips, so I'll insert mm. a couple clips, especially for those watching on YouTube. <laughs> it's like you're in a parade. <laughs> oh. Um, but it was crazy. It was. People was going, oh my God, congratulations. All kind of people, white, black, mm -hmm. Hispanic. Okay, black man. And 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 so there's there's a significance to the story, right? Aside from just uh, my vainness, when we pulled up, there were three white young ladies uh, taking graduation pictures as well. Mm -hmm. You weren't hearing no honks. You weren't hearing no um, no congratulations. But as we were driving off, I was thinking about it, like, hmm, why is it that I was getting celebrated in this way, but they weren't, right? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because for them, that's the standard. Mm. Right? That's for the, for them that that is expected. Yeah. That ain't like whereas as a black man graduating with a doctorate from an Ivy League institution with distinction from the number one program. From the number one school of education in the country, Tower Harvard. <laughs> like that is something that is yeah. so um unfathomable that it's like, yo, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I say this, you know, not only to hype myself up, but it, it was one of those situations that in that moment, those late nights, those long weeks, those classes that I just knew I was going to fail, mm -hmm. those papers that I came back looking like the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones, all made it worth it. Because people that did not know me from the bum on the street were mm -hmm. celebrating me in that moment, right? All right. They were celebrating something that, number one, you don't see often. And number two, showing possibilities. For all we know, it could have been somebody driving past there that they're a young black man that, you know, thought about like, yo, I really want to get my PhD, but, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't really know too many people that look like me that come from where I'm from doing that. And by them seeing a black man out there in a doctoral regalia, it's like, oh, shit. Oh wow, they do exist. That's real, bro. That's real. Even like yeah, and that's the thing. That's the vibe you got because even mm -hmm. even the, the young black brothers we saw before that that was obviously students mm -hmm. were surprised. Oh yeah, you on know? campus, on campus. And so I mean, and it's definitely I mean we we sit in a very privileged place mm -hmm. that we've made Absolutely. it through such heights, right? We don't take it lightly that we have doctor degrees mm -hmm. from the number one schools in our fields. Mm -hmm. Like we definitely are very humble about it and do everything we can to open doors for other people. Absolutely. Um, but definitely we like we want to encourage people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and support is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have made it here without the support of each other and without the support of so many Absolutely. other people. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I can think of so many people, mm -hmm. you know, that has supported us along the way. And I, re you know what I remember? So earlier this week, I was scrolling through um, TikTok, and I came across um, your post of when you graduated from uh, pharmacy school, mm -hmm. and it was um, you and all the other black doctors. And I was like, "Yo, this is so rare, right?" Is. Which is crazy, and it's slightly is problematic, but this is so rare because it's hard enough to um, meet one black uh, doctor, but to see multiple. And I remember your graduation date, which coincidentally was the day you, uh, you proposed to your wife to be. 
And I just remember sitting there and yo, when I tell you, I got so much, not only excitement, but I got like, like, you know, you and I, we're competitive, yeah, right? Yeah. We are very competitive and we compete with one another. I'm like, yo, like the feeling that he's getting right now, I can't wait two years from now. I'm getting, I'm like, and it's like, not saying like in a, in an egotist, like going to, no, it was like, it's a, it's a, we fuel each other's energy. Right. And so like, I remember, so the way um, most defenses go um, is um, they usually run between an hour to an hour and 30 minutes. So, you know, we get in there and first thing I see, I have like 77 people in there and I'm like my chair looking at me like this is a Zoom call. Why are there 77 people in here? And just to see my village in there, that was already emotional, right? So they go in there, you know, I present my dissertation. They ask their questions. They leave for a little bit. They come back. And my chair is like, not only did Will do such an exceptional job that he passed, he passed with distinction. And y'all, I ugly cried. I'm talking about like grandmama just, uh, like grandmama just passed away. This was my, I'm talking about ugly cry. Like it was, I'm talking about snot and everything, right? Because at that moment, it made everything that has happened the last four years worth it. It made everything worth it. That's real. Even back to Duke, the Duke Mm. days, like to get like the journey be, and I think that's where a lot of people give up because you expect the journey to be over quick. Absolutely. Like a lot of people, they take the first few steps and like, I ain't built for this. Mm. Bro, like. We were on this journey before we even knew where this journey was going to lead. Absolutely. Like, we had no clue. Like, Will was working hard before he knew he would ever live in Philly. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you just got to be willing mm-hmm. to grind. And most people ain't. Yeah. Most people, like, you You get on that journey, you like, yo, I ain't seeing enough progress. Mm. I ain't seeing mm. enough progress. I'm about to just go ahead and call this a day because. And you know what's crazy? It's wild how things work. Cause I was just thinking about what you just said. Like when I like when we were pulling those all nighters, I didn't think I'd be here. I remember the first time I actually found out about this program. What I tell you, that I was like, but ain't no way I'm getting in there. That's the number two school of education in the country. Not to mention it's an Ivy League institution. Like I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. And what makes you stand out to think that I could be at a place like that, bro? And that happens. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, like self doubt. And, you know, self-esteem, all those are issues that even successful people have. Absolutely. You know, like we told the story when I first started, when we first started the podcast, how I almost paid a deposit to a school because I didn't even think I could get into Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then you look at us now, we like, hey, we made it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I think those stories are so significant because there are people who won't apply to Chapel Hill, who won't apply to Penn and won't even get themselves the chance. Absolutely. Because, because Telling yourself no before somebody else does. Bruh. You know, and a lot of people have that mentality like low expectations, low disappointment. Mm-hmm. And that's trash. Mm-hmm. If you think like that, you need to rethink how you think. Because you got low expectations, you're not gonna you're not gonna achieve a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm excited. I, I came to Philly, man. I'm like, we've been we've been working on this thing for so long. Mm. And so that's what I think is so powerful mm. about it is when you've been on a journey for so long, mm-hmm. y'all, it's just like, and this is wrong, but it feel like Juneteenth. Mm. It, it feel mm. like they said we were free, but nah, we really mm. free. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? No, bro. Like, that's real. Like, bro. Even today, I still don't feel it. Even today, people like Dr. Anya, I'm like, who you talking to? <laughs> like, because you've been working at something for so long. You've put in so many hours. Yep. Like, I remember when you were in pharmacy school. Y'all, real story. This man, Daryl, thought he was going to flunk out of pharmacy school every week. Like, I go over to his apartment. He's like, yeah, bro, I got another C. I don't, like, it ain't, it ain't looking too good for me, big dog. Right? And it's like, while you're in the midst of it, while you're in the turmoil of it, like, it is heartbreaking. It is hard. I'm talking about, you talking about a, a mental challenge? There is no mental challenge like this. Because not only are you tested on an individual basis, you're tested on a mental basis. That's real. That's real. You are constantly being told that you're not good enough. You are constantly being told that you're not talented enough. You are constantly being told that you don't belong here. Right? Meanwhile, the people that you you run in circles around, those are the ones that are celebrated. Those are the ones that are hailed. So, like, honestly and truthfully, like, you know, those young ladies, I don't know them. Like, but again, because they were the expectation and not the exception, mm-hmm. like, people realize that. Right. And we got to normalize it. Mm-hmm. it. It feels good, but it's lonely at the top. Yeah, it is. It, it's nothing cute about being the, the only people we know to do something. Absolutely. It's not, I don't get no, no pride in being, the, like... Like to join ranks, like the Sea Wheel, like we got doc. It feels good to mm-hmm. know people. Like no one wants to be a unicorn. Absolutely. Like when you when you get to your highest level, you want to be able to see people who look like you achieve mm-hmm. those things. Like it's time mm-hmm. out for crab in the bucket mentality. And you know what's wild too? Going back to what you just said, like I remember, like just when we was on campus, almost every black person that walked past, they either gave a head nod, congrat, like because it's like. It's so weird to see. And there was like, you know them? No. <laughs> but it's like, we don't see each other so much that when we do see one another, it's like, what's good, bro? Yeah. How you living? Right? And it's, y'all, like, it's just, like, the level of joy it sees to see your people doing well is just something that, like, I, can, I honestly can't put into words. Yeah. It's, it's a good feeling, man. And we we definitely, and everybody ain't going to be no doctor. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. And that's okay. That's that's not what we pushing on this podcast. Yeah. We are pushing for you to achieve the highest level that you desire in your life. Exactly. Um, no matter what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just want to encourage you guys, yo, keep grinding. I mean, there's so many opportunities that people don't take because they're mm-hmm. scared. Absolutely. I was scared, y'all. I don't want y'all to think that every day we were confident. Every day we were... Bro, how many times did I call you saying I'm about to quit? Bro, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, it ain't easy. And I think that's where a lot of people... I think that's where the media and just people flexing Mm -hmm. will make you think it's easy. Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen so many people start master degree programs and quit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because everybody I'm who saw graduate I'm talking made about it look easy. Start a master's degree, throw in a whole post, bring, uh, bring God, grandmama, all that. Two years later, it's like, yo, how that program going? Oh, I stopped it uh, I stopped. a year and a half ago. I just got the $40,000. Um, and that happens. So don't let that be you. Um, so we're going to take a quick break, mm-hmm. and then we'll be right back. Yo, Daryl, did I ever tell you about that one time while I was driving to work and I got pulled over by the police? Nah, you ain't tell me about that, bro. 
Bruh, it was just like a regular day. I'm driving, not really paying attention. Take a left turn while I should have took a right, got pulled over. And you know what? At that very moment, I wish I had. What's that? A good attorney, bro. Hey, to be honest, if you are listening to this podcast, you know we sponsored by Stowe Law Firm at StowLawFirmNC.com. And they handle traffic violations, criminal defense, DWI defense, and post-convention relief. So if you ever in North Carolina and you need a lawyer, contact Ryan Stowe at StowLawFirmNC.com. Good to know. All right, so we are back. Um, glad you guys are still listening. Uh, we we just want to say, because this is, we not even supposed, first of all, let's say this. We want you guys to know that we love you. Because mm-hmm. we don't have time to be doing this right now. Absolutely. We're doing this because people enjoy the podcast, and this is a unique opportunity for us to shoot together. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is for us, this is a week of celebration. It is. Um, so y'all make sure y'all celebrating those moments. Cause a mm-hmm. lot of times people do succeed and hit those milestones and don't celebrate them. And don't be afraid to celebrate while in the process. That's real. Cause I think a lot of times what we do is like, all right, I'm not going to celebrate till I graduate. No, celebrate passing that class. That's real. Celebrate getting a passing grade. I remember... I will never forget it. So in my program, regardless of what type of methodology you decide to pick, you have to take at least one quant class, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm a qualitative researcher. I like when it comes to quant, I can barely do one plus one equals two. Like math is not my thing. Thank you, sir. And so I had to take this intro to stati- um st- intro to statistics of educational analysis class. Mm-hmm. Yo, when I tell you this was by far the hardest class I'd taken in my program, bro. So in my program, in order to um, pass a class, you have to get a B or, or better. Mm. And so, li- again, listen to what I just said. You got to get a B or better. Not no D, not no C, not no B minus, a B or better. Yo, that is the hardest B I've ever had to work for in my life. Yeah. And when I tell you, like, me and my friends, we celebrated passing that class... I'm talking about we went down to the local cantina and got chocolate wasted, right? Because it was like day in and day out. And this is in the summertime, too. So you're taking a class instead of like the regular school year where you're taking, you know, um, this class once a week. We're taking this class twice a week. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it puts on a different level of pressure. And so it was just one of those situations where it's like, yo, I can't believe we passed this. And so I say that to say that we often give people their roses once they're gone. Give yourself roses while you're in the, while you're in the journey. That's real. And I heard Kevin on stage say, uh, so many times we reminisce on the good old days, mm-hmm. but we didn't enjoy the days while they were there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we we are starting to realize that like we're where we dreamed about being, and we have to enjoy it. Absolutely. Like we're in a great place. There are places we could be that we ain't got to yet. Mm-hmm. But we are so far from where we used to be. Like what were you just saying this morning? We gotta uh come up with some new uh, dreams and aspirations. Bro, new dreams and aspirations. Like we we talk about buying houses and getting careers and then you achieve it and you just like Damn. What's next? What's next? Mm. You know? And for some people, Everybody doesn't think like that, but I think it's healthy because it keeps you motivated, mm-hmm. right? Because if you, when you put yourself in a situation and everybody doesn't have to be an entrepreneur and everybody doesn't have to, you know, 
do the stuff that we think is important. Like everybody doesn't have to invest and everybody doesn't have to do real estate. But if you don't have something that's keeping you going, you can fall into a slump where you're literally just working to live working and living to, live. to work. Like, and you get in that cycle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I think for us, we try to stay busy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I came out of school, got my first job and was like, what if I started a podcast? Mm-hmm. Like I got more time than I had. Right. And go ahead. No, go ahead. And I think it's so wild too. Like school has been such a big part of my life. Like, yo, this is the first time in my 30 years that I of life that I'm not in school. Right? And it's so funny because everybody's like, oh, what are you going to do now? You're going to take time to relax? I'm like, no, I got I got, I got, got shit to do. Bro. Right? Because it's like, I don't know how to sit still. Because I am a firm believer that, you know, um, I forgot how the old quote goes, but something along the lines of, uh, I don't mind the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those situations that, like, I'm in the process of getting deeper into my financial knowledge. I'm in the process of getting ready to purchase my first investment home. I'm in the process of learning about NFTs, which is a whole new realm of investing. I'm in the process of starting my own consulting firm, right? Because the like for for and again, we're not saying that everybody needs to be like this, right? We're not saying that you need to be doing a million things at one time. What we're saying is when you take stock of your life, are you doing what you thought you'd be doing at this age? Are you putting in the work toward the dreams and aspirations that, you know, you you revel about? Like, one of my biggest pet peeves, Daryl, is when somebody tells me, oh, by 20, oh, by 30, oh, by 40, I want to be doing X, Y, and Z. And then I follow up with, well, what are you doing now to make sure that becomes a reality? Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to put it up. Put it up to God, you know? <laughs> just going to keep doing me. And it's, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah. You, you got to put it in the work. Because, like, we... This is the crazy thing. We are living proof that dreams come true. Absolutely. Like... Absolutely. You could play the blame game. You could have your excuses. You know, oh, I don't know my father. Oh, I never learned about financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't get a scholarship when I was in school and I got school loans. There's a million excuses, mm-hmm. but we are living proof that if you have a dream and you put your mind to mm-hmm. it, it is possible. Absolutely. It is possible. And it ain't always that you deserve it. No. That's why we say grind so hard, because mm-hmm. sometimes God will give you grace that you don't deserve. Absolutely. Like, it's doors we walked in and we like, God, you sure? You can't get it. Hey, God, I think you opened the wrong door, Doc. <laughs> but he'll do it for you. If you're doing the work. Bro, in my defense, I had Elmira Mangum, the first black woman president of Florida A&M University. I had Charlie Nelms. Eagle Pride! A man that has not only been the president uh, or the chancellor of our institution, but has been a chancellor of three other institutions. His parents were sharecroppers. And on top of that, I had countless professors who were game changers in, in their fields alone. And one of my most important mentors, a man who's literally a billionaire, 
private equity fund manager, board of trustees member at the University of Pennsylvania, took time out of his busy schedule to sit on an hour and a half Zoom call. And then ask the question at that too. You have to ask that question because you kind of stumped me a little bit, but <laughs> but it's just like, bro, like when I tell you, like we are lit, like bro, the people that I so I, I find myself around nowadays, I'm baffled, bro. Like it's some days I literally pinch myself, like yo, this can't be real. Yeah, this can't be real. That's real talk. That that imposter syndrome. Mm. If y'all have never heard of imposter syndrome, look into it because mm-hmm. it it is a thing that will. Push against being blessed so hard. Absolutely. Because there are so many times where you, you'll just find yourself in a space where you just don't mm-hmm. feel you deserve to be where you are. Absolutely. And that and that ain't and I know there's a lot of people who ain't putting in work who may get in a space they don't deserve to be. I'm talking mm-hmm. about we've been grinding for years. And it feels the same way. It it's like no matter what you do, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so Definitely, number one, always put in the work. Absolutely. Um, and then know that if you're in a room, it's for a reason. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I've been just working, like, even in my professional career, it's like, I've been, like you were saying, like, we've been in school so long, y'all. This journey, I started school when I was four. You know what I'm saying? Like, this 20-something years, I don't know a life without it. Absolutely. And now I'm in clinic and a doctor walks in and wants to know my opinion. I'm like... You asking me? <laughs> what my uh accept that? <laughs> yeah. I'm a student. But you know, it's it's a it's an interesting transition, man. It is. And it's exciting. It's exciting because you really start to become your own when you can accept mm-hmm. the things that God has given you. Absolutely. And so we definitely want to encourage you guys to keep grinding. You know, it may not be easy. And I might I'm gonna see if I can get Will to let me put a clip of his dissertation in there. You know what? Why not? People need to know. People need Why to not? see. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause, like, bro, like, and and it's so crazy because I've been, I've been thinking about this all week. Like, yo, when I tell you, and let me let me just take some uh, preview real quick. This program it was difficult. Was I challenged academically? Absolutely. Was this the hardest academic challenge I've ever faced? Absolutely. But you know what the most challenging part about it was? What's up? Everything that ain't had nothing to do with school. And so when my chair like uttered those words, because mind you, so there are three ways to pass a, uh, a defense um, in my institution. You can pass with revisions, pass with no revisions, and pass with distinction. Less than 2% of people get distinction. So I'm talking about like your dissertation needs to be like superb to get distinction. When he said that, bro, and you talking about like, and you just said something. You talked about God opening doors that you didn't even believe that you were supposed to be in. That's real, bro. Bro, I got distinction at an Ivy League institution. Mm. I got distinction at a place where the, the people who built that place were our ancestors. The people who that place was built for never thought somebody that looks like me would be able to get through that program. That's real, bro. And so, like, yeah, bro, I cry like a baby. I cry like my son Ashton. Because it was like, yo, when you've worked so hard for something, bro. when you've told, like, yo, for for eight months, 
I worked on this research project. For seven of those months, I woke up every single morning at 5 a.m. faithfully. I'm talking about, I didn't care if I was tired. I didn't care if I had had a long day at work. I woke up every morning at 5 a.m. faithfully. From 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., I was writing. I was researching. I was reading. And so when I finally finished that, and they said, not only did you pass, you passed with distinction, bro, Thank you, God. That, and that's and that's who that's who it, who it belongs to, man. He he deserves the glory, man. And I'm telling you, I feel like if I know it may sound crazy, but the low moments mm. make it worth it. Like the the times we like the tears and the hard times, like those are the moments that make it feel good. Absolutely. Like the fun times, the easy tests, mm-hmm. they don't mean nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> It's the times where you didn't think you could make it and you make it. Bruh. And that's why we're telling our story, bro. Because there's somebody listening to this who don't think they can make it. Absolutely. It's somebody listening that don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. They think because of where they came from, who they are. Like, it don't matter if you're an immigrant. It don't matter if you're from an underserved community in America. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if you're black. It doesn't matter if you're a woman. Like, no matter what, if you're an underrepresented group. It's possible. Y'all. And we are saying this as a kid from inner city Minneapolis. At one point, North Minneapolis was, was so bad that the city of Minneapolis was ranked the ninth most dangerous city in the country. And another kid from Rocky Mountain, North Bro, Carolina. I remember, and this is honest to God true, when I wrote my essays to get into college, I literally quoted, at that moment, Rocky Mountain was in the top 10 most impoverished cities in the nation. Mm. And look at us now. Mm. Look at us now. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. I'm trying to tell y'all. But listen, this is what we're going to do because we got a lot of stuff to do. We got a celebration today. I'm going to insert part of Will's dissertation and his closing speech. We hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for rocking with us. We really do appreciate your support. Follow us. Like, share, comment. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Absolutely. Peace. Another um, aspect of this is um, future research. Um, we're currently living through an unprecedented time, and I think this is what my dissertation really asks the literature. You know, very few scholars have studied first-gen students' experiences specifically within elite spaces. But um, di- um, adding that in conjunction with the COVID-19 pandemic adds an entirely new layer. And through the study, not only was I able to get at the lived experiences of these students, but understand you know, how they see the institution, how they see the different mechanisms that are set in place to support them. And lastly, a little bit of advice for um, physically underclassmen. And I pulled from the work of my um, chair, uh, Dr. Matt Hartley, where he wrote a, um, an article on college view books. Institutions always put forth their best uh, face. Institutions will show you the plains, the greens, students having fun and enjoying themselves, but I, I personally have never seen an institution uh, say, well, you know, last year we had 27 students commit suicide. Or last fall we had uh, 12 students, you know, um, die of intoxication. And so, you know, for future students that look to attend these institutions, with the advent of social media, reach out to current students, have a conversation with them, build relationships with them, because although their experiences might not necessarily be your experience, they can help inform what your experience will be. Thank you.
Sometimes I'm coming. I'm always coming to you for advice. You know what I'm saying? Like you have just grown, and I see the way you're grinding, the way you're passionate about everything you're doing. And I know that's like it's really awesome to see. So man, I'm really proud of you. you know how much you've been complaining and all this stuff. But like you really got the done. You did, the bro. We had another PhD in the family. You know what I'm saying? You continue to put me to shame. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My mom's like. Will's got a PhD. Will's a baby. Will's got a wife. Come on. But I'm not even mad because I love to see it. You know what I'm saying? So. No African proverb that says it really takes a village. Like, y'all are my y'all are my village. Like, I know if I got a personal problem about academia, I can call and complain to Jalil. I know if Ashley stays in I'm like, hold on, trap. Just call me. <laughs> I know if I just need to have a good time or I just need a real talk and call Diana and like I can I can go down the line but literally people often ask me what is the hardest part about this um the PhD slash EBD program it's not the work it's all the that you have to do, deal with within the program and y'all have literally been my lifelines throughout this time like it's been so many times when like me and Akilah be on the phone like I'm complaining about me and Kyle, I'm like, yo, like, family's expecting too much. Or well, I frankly don't understand. And Jeremy, like, give me that paper. This, this is what you need to do. And, like, even me and Bob, like, just chopping it up. And so, like, when I came to Philly, it was like, literally, I'm um, going to school, get my education, and I'm leaving. But I, as much as I hate to admit it, I have found a home here. I have found my life partner here. We had the most amazing baby in the world. Yes. I feel like Ashton is exceptional above all of the babies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll say it. They call the baby. though, like, this takes a village. And anybody that says otherwise is a liar. And I just, I really appreciate each and every one of you for coming tonight because this just shows me that each, like, this process was worth it. And remember, this is more than just another podcast. Peace. This podcast was brought to you by Optical Illusions Photography and Media. Let us capture your best moments in the perfect way.